0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What in the
1: wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
2: Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron.
0: You guys want to play some twos? You know
3: what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's b
0: and
3: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake
1: up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead The world has changed so very much From what it used to be There's so much hatred,
0: war and poverty
2: Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. Get that umbrella, as we mentioned, it be raining, but you uh, know, get you over the hump today. Lots to do. Busy four hours of fun and conversation beginning right now. We appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, maybe 1049 on the FM dial, 1019 FM as well. Also AM 1260, always available. And uh, digitally, we've got you covered. If you've got that Horn app downloaded, you should, uh, download it to your smartphone absolutely free. And you can listen anytime, everywhere you go, with a click of a button right there on your smartphone. Also on your smart speaker at home or work. And always Mr. Godbolt streaming for you right there at the website with the Twitch channel rolling. If you want to watch the program, you can right there digitally as well at Horn FM. Good morning, Mr. Godbolt. Good
1: morning to you, and good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the great job that you do. We do appreciate it, and we appreciate it each and every day. Thank you very, very much. Be careful out there.
2: Be careful. Yeah, it could be rain in the forecast this morning. Really all week, heavy stuff coming later into the weekend. But oh, I was uh, waiting
1: for it yesterday. I know some places around here must have got some it rain. It
2: drizzled in my neck of the woods a little bit yesterday, but uh, driving around getting stuff done, it was, mm. uh, you know, nothing, nothing terrible. Uh, but there were parts. I mean, there were huge storms rolling up through... Uh, uh, Liberty Hill, uh, Northern Williams, up through Williamson County last night. It just depends on where you are. So if we say it didn't rain where we are, it didn't mean it doesn't rain where you are. Absolutely. You're, where our listeners are listening to the program and programs here on the horn. So, yes, also up there near Fort Hood, Texas, which is now called Fort Cavazos, Bob. Is it now official? Officially changed. Fort Cavazos, according to the it's U.S. Be tough uh, in the morning, isn't it? Yeah, Fort Cavazos. Yeah. just uh, Cavazos, okay. We'll come up with a nickname for it or something, you know. But, uh, you know, we've done wow. the, the show there at Fort Cavazos. Yes, we have. But, uh, yeah, man, we appreciate what they do, 34,000 30, 34, uh, folks there at Fort Cavazos. City into itself. Did somebody Thirdly. get canceled? What happened there? Uh, yeah, uh, c- Commander Hood. Got Commander c- Hood was a Confederate. Oh. Uh, he was a Confederate. I so they're changing that. all of those at the, uh, the military installations throughout the, the Fruited Plains. So, yes, Fort Cavazos now. Okay. Yes, yes. Official. Uh, official uh, at Fort Cavazos. So uh, that is now in the books. Uh, we'll get it right, but, you know. Give me Fort Hood for a little. We'll get a little grace period in there. You know, get a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to have any slips of the tongue lately. That's getting a lot of people in a lot of trouble. So I got to be careful of that.
2: Slips of the tongue. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Yeah. Some
1: aren't even slips of the tongue. Some are just dead up, insane. Dumb things. Just dumb, dumb asses.
2: Yeah, dumb things to say, like Bob Huggins at West Virginia. Good grief. You know, who says that on a live radio? She's What are we saying that for anyhow? Did y'all listen to that yet? I did. I did. I, did. I We'll see what uh, West Virginia does. And the guys that
1: did are even dumber.
2: <laughs> yes. They're even dumber than that dude. With the guys on the radio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, we really can't play it for you. Let's try I could edit it somehow, but not really. Uh, but yes, West Virginia has a decision to make there with uh, their longtime head coach in college basketball. Speaking of college basketball, um, we will going have some sound from Coach Rodney Terry coming up. Coach T and uh, Steve Sarkeesian were down in San Antonio last night as part of that Texas Fight Tour. It was the first stop down in uh, at the Alamo City. So we'll have some audio. Our buddy Jeff Howe from Horns 24-7 and Light the Tower sent us some uh, some raw audio, so we'll cut through that. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian talking about the summer plan for the Longhorn football squad with optimism abounding. Roddy Terry completely rebuilding his roster through the portal. We'll hear from Coach T coming up as well as we get this going on a Wednesday. It's a busy one. We've got a lot going on, including some good NBA playoff action last night. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics to start your Wednesday morning. UBO Business Services. We'll start over at the dish. Texas baseball. Longhorns opened that seven-game regular season-ending homestand last night with a 10-5 win over UT Arlington. It's the team's final midweek game of the year and their 50th on the season. Peyton Powell, Jared Thomas, Porter Brown all hit home runs. Dylan Campbell extended his program record hitting streak to 27 games. Horn's now 33-17 and on the year. They're going to host San Jose State this weekend in a non-conference three-game series. Seventh-ranked Texas softball team will open play at the Big 12 tournament later in the week. They're going to face Texas on Thursday in Oklahoma City. Longhorns enter that tournament as the two-seed. NBA playoffs last night. How about the Philadelphia 76ers? They strolled into Boston and laid a convincing beatdown on the homestanding Celtics in a pivotal Game 5 of that Eastern Conference semifinal series. 115-103, take a 3-2 series lead. League MVP Joel Embiid led the way with 33 points. Tyrese Maxey had 30. Sixers shot over 50% from the field last night. In Denver, meanwhile, Nuggets defended their home court as they uh, take Game 5 with the Phoenix Suns. Nikola Jokic with a record-setting triple-double. Bruce Brown added 25 off the bench. Michael Porter Jr. sank five threes in the win. Jokic had 29 points, 13 boards and 12 assists. It's 10th career playoff triple-double breaks a tie he was in with Wilt Chamberlain for the most ever by a center in the NBA history uh, how about the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs Dallas Stars even their series with the Seattle Kraken at two games apiece 6-3 win in Seattle last night that series now shifts just back to Big D for game five Thursday night the Texas Stars will continue in their playoff run Friday they're going to open up a second round action in the Calder Cup playoffs in Milwaukee Major League Baseball last night, great pitching matchup out in Anaheim, and the Houston Astros got just the start they needed from their ace, Framber Valdez, head-to-head duel with Shohei Ohtani. Valdez racked up 12 strikeouts, over eight innings of three-hit ball. His catcher, Martin Maldonado, gave him one big swing, smacked a two-run homer, part of a three-run fifth. Houston takes the win, 3-1. to Ohtani, by the way, did pass Babe Ruth last night on the all-time strikeout list for a two-way player. Texas Rangers got blanked in Seattle 5-0, and at Del Dime, the Round Rock Express open their 12-game homestand with a 4-1 loss to Oklahoma City. That's a really good matchup of the two best teams in the Pacific Coast League. They'll play again tonight at 7 5
3: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at
2: ubeo.com. All right, yeah, we uh, like to get, get ahead of these things. We appreciate the eyewitness texture. It says 35 southbound closed at 8th Street. Oof. So coming south... Closed at Eighth Street. That's right there in downtown. Or coming into downtown. <laughs> Excuse me. Just flat out closed. Huh? Yeah. So get ahead of that. We like to. Uh, obviously, it's one of those things. If you get in it and you're already stuck in it, it's really nowhere to go. As what to, do,
1: yeah. What do you What do you exit and get off of there? Ways well, my ways app guy. Because you're already crossed the water there, right? No, you're not at Eighth. Well, if
2: you're coming south, you're, yeah. you're coming into town. You're, you're, you're you know you're right there. Just past the Moody Center, and then you're hitting eighth and sixth and on down. So you're not past the river yet. No, I mean, the whole idea would be if you're about to get on 35 further north, don't do it. Just uh, right. try to head to downtown, find another route. But if you're already sitting in that parking lot, you might be sitting in it for a little bit. But yeah, you can get off onto the side streets and get into downtown, I guess, and try to whittle your way I just, just meant if you're out.
1: going north, if you wanted to go more well, if you're north. Going north get off those side streets and go? Sure. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, this is southbound, apparently, to this texture. But I know our man Don Miller will have the updates. But uh, closed, I'm assuming that's from an, for a collision of some kind. Mm. Hopefully that's something they can clear pretty quickly and get on out because it's only 6 o'clock in the morning, just uh, 8 after. Maybe they can uh, you know, get it get clean, but we'll keep an eye on that uh, coming up. At NBA playoffs last night, how about the 76ers? According to uh, the data buck, the data, the metrics, the uh, stats, that's the first time in the franchise's history the Philadelphia 76ers have won a game five on the road in the NBA playoffs in a playoff series. Now, that's huge. How about they walk into Boston? And I know the Celt- the seventy sixers are feeling really good about themselves uh, coming out of Boston. They are not happy with uh, the Celtics they laid an egg, didn't really put up much fight, allowing the seventy uh, sixers do whatever they wanted. Shot over fifty yeah, percent from the floor. Yeah, Jason Tatum is
1: killing them early in the game. He's not. He's not. He's and not getting engaged. off to a good. It's not, yeah, he's not getting started early in these first and second quarters. I mean, he's fine in third and fourth quarter, but he's early to get that team going. He has to get going early, and he has not. And plus, they spend so much time double teaming James Harden now that James Harden's just throwing, you can go double team him. He's throwing it out, and Maxie and, and Joel Embiid's playing like the MVP. Well, this so is, this uh, is trouble for them.
2: Well, what Philadelphia is doing is exactly what you want in the NBA playoffs. You want two guys that can draw a double team or demand sure. a double team, right? You got two stars who the defense is worried about. And Joel Embiid, of course, is the MVP, and it's all running through him. But you're right, James Harden has brought his uh, energy back, and he's bringing that. So look, Tyrese Maxey last night has 30 points. Um, and they they just really, really workman-like last night, efficient, uh, business-like trip walking into Boston. And, and they could have had to, a bigger
1: lead, too. They should have had a bigger lead at we, one time. I thought it should have been about yeah, 20-some points. Yeah, in
2: the first half. I mean, they really could have because, as you said, Jason Tatum, uh, was off with shot. I think he was ten for twenty-seven shooting last night. It's back-to-back games for him. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, the old dude, <laughs> uh, Al Horford, missed all seven of his three-point attempts because they need him to stretch the floor a little bit and draw Joel Embiid out of the paint, which uh, he didn't do last night. Didn't make any of his threes, and you know they're just there. You know the questions are coming for the for the coach there in Boston. Are you is your team ready to play? How are you just this I don't want to say lethargic, just this is game five. We always give you the stat that in a seven game series it's not at two apiece, game five the winner of that game wins the series over eighty percent. Yeah, they didn't have the very time. much
1: energy early.
2: Over eighty percent of the time the winner of that game wins the series. You're on home floor. Whatever's happened, I mean the reason that stat is so big and it's so important is you've played four games already there's no secrets here you know who who the who the rosters are you know whatever could have happened early in the series to get the jump and uh you know good coaching strategy or whatnot uh you know by four games in both two on each floor home floor you know what the other's about and it's really about energy it's about execution it's about you know imposing your will on the game and the Boston Celtics simply didn't do that last night the Philadelphia 76ers did so I think the celtic fans and I'm sure the Boston media has a right to be critical of the, of the team that's favored to win this series. Meanwhile, the 76ers, who, you know, I think a lot of people think to be up 3 2 in this series, they stole game one without Joel Embiid even playing on Boston's home floor. Another game where Boston didn't oh, look yeah. engaged uh, and James Harden went crazy. Um, they stole that game. Uh, we know that the game over the weekend. Got to overtime, and there were many of an opportunity for Boston to win that game, and they kind of coughed it up. And so now here they are, a loss away from out. Right? I mean, as the favorite in the series, and the higher-seeded team, and it seems like it's the 76ers who are the better coach team, the more prepared team, and the team you know more willing to impose their will. Now they do have Joel Embiid, who's the MVP of the league, and he's helping. They're just like
1: a veteran team. Like, yeah. they've got it. They they kind of get it.
2: Yeah. And it does feel like Boston is missing something. They feel like they're missing, whether it's the coach, you know, not getting ready to play. You know, they're professionals, too. Um, something ain't, isn't right in Boston, it doesn't feel like, because they're not playing their best basketball at the most important time. Uh, meanwhile, the 76ers seem to be finding their groove. Uh, so they're a win away now from the conference finals. Miami Heat, a win away as well. Of course, they're going back to South Beach tonight for game number five, and they're already up 3-1 on the Knicks. They can go ahead and ex- go ahead and take that series with a win tonight, and uh seventy sixers playing good basketball. Huge win for them last night. Meanwhile, the uh, Nuggets did the same thing. They actually defended their home floor and took down the Phoenix Suns. They seem like the better team in that series, but still a road team has not won a ballgame. The home teams have won all the games. So Yeah, know.
1: they're two time MVP. He's just hard to stop. He's the best he's the best at it right now.
2: I mean he is uh you know, he's a triple-double a night. Oh, his basketball
1: start... IQ is ridiculous. I yeah. mean, his assists last night were
2: incredible. He is a point He's a point center. I you know mm-hmm. mean, and, uh, you know, if he hasn't been, you know, Nikola Jokic is a two-time league MVP, but if you're, you know, not following Denver Nuggets basketball closely, you probably don't see him very much. They're not on, you know, primetime television that often. He is uh, unbelievable uh, with his ability to see the floor. And he's a big, tall guy, so he can see over everybody oh, anyhow. Goodness. His vision, his passing ability, I mean, it's elite. It's among the best of all time for a big man in this game. And uh, this is a year where, you know, they they, they got knocked out last year, but, they, you know, last year they didn't have Jamal Murray. Uh, this supporting cast is better for him around them. Uh, you know, they got this guy Bruce Brown, Miami Hurricane, comes off the bench for 25 last night. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. knocks down five threes. That's a well-built team. They, they're deeper than Phoenix. They've got the best player in the series, in my opinion. Well, Denver Booker, Devin, Devin Booker would make an argument there. But I think Nikola Jokic, the Joker, is the best player in the series. And and they have home floor. So it feels like a Denver series. But Phoenix, you know, and we'll take it back to the desert for game number uh, six coming up uh, Thursday night. So that series, 3-2, Philadelphia 3-2. We know the Knicks and the L.A. Lakers a win away from the conference finals as well in uh, that series out west. And those two games resume tonight. Uh, they'll go back to San Francisco tonight, the late game. And, of course, the Heat and the Knicks will play as they're going every night with doubleheaders in the NBA. Do you win any bets last night, T.Y.? By the way, Ty Henderson's allergies are getting him this morning. What, what do you think you're dealing with this AM, my friend?
3: I don't know. Scratchy throat. Uh, hawking up some loogies. Hawking. Well,
2: thank you for that. Oh, loogie hawking. Yeah, don't man. That's That's one of those words like moist or yeah. hawking Lugie. loogie. No, lo- I don't know. Just, <sighs> yeah. Snookers. Yes, and hawking uh, up a loogie at at six fourteen a.m. That's little, every little... day for me. So yeah, you're a hawker. Yeah, you've got Ty's got the hawking going. Yeah, so not, it runs in the, a...
3: it runs in the family. Really, I was, the family I, of hawkers. I would in the car with my dad growing up. I would just cringe at him doing it constantly. I'm like, that's so gross. I'm never going to do that. And then do you up.
1: hock up a loogie? Roll down the window and shoot it out.
2: Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> something's coming up. Something's coming out of there. What a uh, y- y- so it's allergy get that checked out, I think, for you. But yeah, hereditary, I guess that could be. I but
3: did hit a big parlay last night though. You
2: did? Four legs. Four leg parlay for Big T.Y. over there, our professional gambler in the box. And uh were, were the the seventy sixers a part of that? Yeah. I know your Dallas stars were. My stars
3: were. I had I had the Sixers plus the points, uh, and I also had the Sixers money line too, which was like two forty six. Wow.
2: Nice. You 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 predicted the uh
3: the the egg laid by the Boston Celtics. They just don't have a closer. You know, I mean, they—they, they, I think they have. Jason Tatum is probably the second best player on the floor in the series, but when at the end of the game, when he needs to, you know, close out games, do it himself. I—I I, I haven't seen out of him this playoffs yet. Well, he may
1: be in this series. Not in this series, he's not. James Harden is the second best player on the court. Well, he right only now. had
3: what thirteen points last night. Yeah, it was he, really about Tyrese Maxey.
1: Yeah, but this dude is drawing ridiculous double teams that's for true. some re- yeah, for yeah, some reason.
3: I, I mean, for some reason, James Harden.
1: Getting double teamed by the well, Boston Celtics.
2: And this is exactly, I've chided James Harden when he was a, the the alpha in Houston, right, for not being an alpha, not being a closer, as Ty just talked about with Jason Tatum. But in, in Philadelphia, he seems to be in the perfect spot, where he's got Joel Embiid, who's the lead. Mm-hmm. There are other guys who can step up, like T- Tyrese Maxey and, and uh, Tobias Harris, and those guys can, can give you. And Harden last night only had 17, but he's had two games in the series where he's over 40. Yeah. In the other three, he's averaging right around 15 points, which... You know they're still winning the ball games and uh, taking control. They of don't series. want to
1: get beat by James Harden at the Celtics. They just go running at him with double teams, and he finds Embiid, and then Embiid just flies it out to Maxie and there He sits there or Tobias Harris. Well, I didn't know Harris was such a rebounder. I mean, he goes to the he he's a big
2: dude. He long. Well, Man. Joe Joe Mazzulla, the coach in Boston, is going to be under fire. He's a young guy. Of course, he took over with the, the youngest. Weird, he's the youngest coach in the league, and just doesn't feel he feels like his team's overmatched against Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers, of course, won a championship in Boston, and uh, he's also been not a great playoff coach of late with the Clippers or, or Philly, in really. Philadelphia now, but he has the better team right now, it feels like, which I don't think a lot of people would have predicted when the series began because Joel Embiid was dealing with an injury, and James Harden.
1: Ty, Ty, we saw Maxie last year. I mean, he was pretty, he's a pretty good player. But he's taken huge steps above even last year. I mean, he's the he's the real killer here, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he got hurt early in the season, so he kind of had a came along a little bit slower this year than they probably would have liked. Um, but yeah, he he's got all star potential for sure.
1: Yeah, he's athletic. I mean, he he rebounds. He's, he he's does probably a one of everything. the fastest players in the NBA. Yeah,
2: yeah. I what I, I was, I was thinking. One of those dudes out of Kentucky. Yeah, he can, can just Calipari. fly. Well, can I play you some audio? I sent this to you. Ty. You, you know that series is three two. Denver Philly Phoenix 3 2. Tonight the Lakers will play Golden State and the Warriors are a win away from or a loss away from being out. And the drama apparently in San Francisco or coming out of LA was Jordan Poole. Have you heard this story? Jordan Poole, the young twenty three year old guard for the uh, for the Golden State Warriors, had Not a terrible game the very, other night.
1: Very well, right now. Worst and,
2: contract in them, yeah. Yeah, and they just signed him to a big deal, and he's twenty three years old. Uh, let's this is a reporter for one of the local Sports stations there in San Francisco, uh, NBC4 or whatever it is, talking about the mood in the Golden State locker room that she witnessed after the Game 4 loss to the L.A. Lakers.
0: Yeah, I happened to be in the locker room when Jordan Poole spoke. It's been a while since he spoke. And before we get to the words that he said, let me just paint a picture of what that locker room was like. So the Warriors PR was coming over and saying, Jordan, could you please talk postgame? He seemed a little reluctant. You could tell that he was very frustrated. He was facing his locker, actually. So as the reporters gathered around him, when it did become clear that he would would talk to us, his back was to us. And so we're all kind of around to the sides of him. Um, He turned his music off for us. But that locker room, a visitor's locker room, is really cramped. So when that music went off, all of the other players were listening as well. You could see, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, there was a Looney right nearby, and then GP2 came to the locker. It was like all eyes and ears were on Jordan right there, and it just heightened the tension. So what did Jordan end up saying? Because we need to acknowledge that this hasn't been a great series for him. All right, there you Maybe go. We don't have to person. hear the rest.
2: Uh, but, yeah, Jordan Poole, that was a night in which he had zero points in ten minutes. And uh, as Ty said, one of the worst contracts in the NBA is twenty-three. They just gave him a big deal, uh, mega deal this past offseason. Remember, Draymond Green punched him in a practice, uh, decked him, uh, you know, teammate to teammate. And now here they are at the most important time of the year, and he's he's no showing this playoff series right now. No points, bad body language, all those things last night. And how about this, Buck? His contract, you know, the uh, the Warriors, their their team salary total is the most in the NBA. I mean, they're spending more on Team sucking. I mean, when you have Steph Curry and you've got Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green, cha- yeah, won a bunch yeah. of championships. These guys end up getting paid, and uh, but part of that was you know, the idea with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson aging that you know Jordan Poole could be the heir apparent uh, to the winning and in, in Golden State. So this locked him up to a big deal. He's making four million bucks this year. He's due to make almost thirty next year, and thirty the next year, and thirty three the next year. I mean, they just locked him up, and so this is why it's becoming a big issue on the West Coast. That um, And then there's the report that, uh, I, I, know, I heard the afternoon guys talking about this, so I had to look it up, that the uh, the young 23-year-old basketball player took someone, some rapper named Icy Spice or Ice Spice on a date and spent $500,000 on a date. I don't know what they did on the date, Buck, but I don't, could you spend 500 G's on a date? A single oh, date?
1: Probably not. I, have a I hard could time try.
2: spending
3: 50 bucks on a date.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, you got to for that. If I
1: had it, I could try. But Someone, once again, it's his money.
2: It's his money. A person named Cam'ron is not happy with his performance. She, she or he is a Warriors fan. Cameron, the rapper? Yeah.
3: Okay. Dude? Yeah, so he's a like a mid-2000s rapper. Pretty good
2: stuff. Cam'ron. Well, he was on a web series in which he said, Jordan Poole, you spent 500000 on an icy Ice Spice date. And so now they're coming after him because he's not performing. He seems like he's kind of checked out of the series. How do now, the Spice Girls feel about that name? I've never heard of Ice Spice until yesterday. Do you know of Ice Spice, Ty? I, I
3: I think I saw something about this yesterday because I, I am familiar with the name,
2: but none of that, that, that girl's She of the pink hair? Uh, that, you know... She, she does. I see. She's got a collaboration with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki my, Minaj. My deal
1: is that guy. I mean, that's his money. He can do whatever he wants with his money. You gave him the contract. He can do whatever he wants. But I just need you to play. Yeah, I need you to score more than, care than care zero, Yeah,
3: need to score more than zero. Well, he was in street club. Is he? Like I, I didn't hear no, he of played, an injury or anything. But... He
2: played ten minutes the other night uh, and scored zero points and had no impact. Now he might have gone to the locker room and changed. I don't know what the situation. I saw a was.
3: video of him in like a beanie on the sideline. Yeah, I'm. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been missing. I mean, really, he got that contract from last year's playoffs for the way he played against the Mavericks, right? And uh, later in the playoffs as well. But it you can't give guy. It's just another example of giving That's a guaranteed. lot of money for a, a
2: month period of playing well. Well, and he's 22 years old when you give him the contract. Now he's 23. Uh, he doesn't seem to be well. The, you, you're you're right that he can spend whatever he wants on a date, but. That's pretty silly to spend $500,000 on a single day. It's your money, but that would show some signs of immaturity in my mind. But, uh, and, you know, Draymond Green socking him a practice. I mean, uh, this is a veteran team that's used to winning championships. He's a big part of it, and uh, right now not there. So that's the subplot drama of the Warriors. And tonight the L.A. Lakers will try to close them out. But remember, the Lakers now have three chances to win one time. That's all. To close them out. And that will begin tonight. Same situation for the er, for the Heat against the Knicks. They'll play tonight as well. So NBA playoffs, good stuff. Getting really compelling now in and around. And I know Ty's excited because his Dallas Stars, who laid an egg in Game 3 in Seattle, followed it up and doubled up the, the Kraken last. I'm still trying to decide if I like that moniker, the Kraken. but. I get it. It's, it's it's growing on me. But 6-3 was the final, so that's 2-2. Of course, they'll come home and play that all-important game. Five, as we've talked about, that'll be coming up on Thursday night. So there's your uh, table set for the NBA. we got baseball. We'll get to that Longhorn win. Craig Way, will have his report coming up about the Shohei Otani-Framber-Valdez matchup last night out west. That was a good one. We'll dive into some baseball and certainly the busy Wednesday. Also, Buck, speaking so of Ty the Gambler, the odds are out. Over-under win totals for everyone in the Big 12. Vegas has weighed in. We're going to play some over-under. Some over-under in the yeah. Big 12, also a little bit around the country. We'll have some of that coming up. Uh, we're just getting warmed up on what could be a wet and as it sounds like already wild morning on the morning commute with uh, a report that I-35 at 8th Street, downtown, shut down. So be advised as you get up and out here on V&E. Don Miller have more on that coming up. We've got a lot to do. Stick with us. It's uh, just the beginning on 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260. Streaming always on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornoffm.com. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. is busy Wednesday already, Wednesday, midweek. Rain continuing today and into the weekend. Mother's Day on Sunday. So be be thinking?
1: Sad time.
2: Boy, oh, speaking of Mother's of children scratching my head all day yesterday about this Robert De Niro story that the great actor Robert De Niro has fathered another child at 79 years old 79 baby number 7 stuff still working what do you go bob it's rumored he didn't confirm the mother but it's rumored to be his current girlfriend Tiffany Chen Tiffany Chen but blue uh, chew blue <laughs> ties up with the blue chew
1: blue, the blue chew is
2: right well, he, you know, Robert De Niro already has like four or five grandchildren. He's also I
1: way his oldest is fifty
3: one.
2: His oldest is my age, and now he's got a, a brother. But
3: uh, my
1: little brother over there.
3: I have an aunt that's nine years older than me, and there is like pictures of when I was a baby, and she's just like a little kid holding me.
2: It's wow. Funny. <laughs> he he just confirmed that he has just uh, brought another. He and a partner have brought another child into the world. So, uh, we'll we'll head scratching. Eighty years old. Having a baby, uh, stay is, busy, Robert. But you know what? Mother's Day. That's right, coming up on Sunday. Fair question on the specs text line. What is a kraken? Um, Ty, what is a kraken? Like a, a, gi- a giant monster? squid? Is it a sea monster kind of thing? Yeah. With a K, by the way, the person who asked that question spelled it with a C. It's with a K.
1: Yeah, it's more like a big squid. Big I like
3: I like their jerseys, and that's like the o- that Pantone of like teal is like the only sports team, major sports team that has that color. It's not quite the Jags, it's not quite the Jets. You know, it's it's a it's a newer color of green. I like it, okay. and, uh, okay. and the, it
2: goes well with the black. It, but is it cracking a real thing, or is it a fictitious no. thing? No, it's fictitious. Okay. 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 I mean,
1: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
3: I hope not. I mean, you, tell, you tell me. I don't know. I've
1: never been down that deep. What, it's like
3: the Loch Ness Monster or something? What are we doing? I mean, I, I feel like there are. Hey, giant, I'm the
1: guy who saw Bigfoot, so I can't say anything about a Kraken. There
3: are 100 percent giant squid. Okay, sure, there is. So, and who I knows mean, what's in the bodies of water? Are they attacking all over ships? Globe. Maybe not.
2: No. Pirate Kraken? I love it. I love it. Hey, so uh, appreciate that. Also, what's more? Okay, well, this one asked, I t- <laughs> um, asked about the dates. He said, I took, I spent two hundred dollars on three dates this weekend.
1: Yeah, and they were all coming to your home. Yeah, well there you there go. That ain't that much.
3: What's he so three dates this weekend? So you, this guy went on a date every day this weekend. So he said, was it with a different woman?
1: I
2: don't know.
3: I'd like to know Just more a about text. this. Text, well, text him back. Get some tips.
2: Get some tips. Three. You're
1: you
3: on that? on dates, not no how to get girls. No, I can. I, I'm, I'm, can I'm make good that on that.
2: Phone call. You're good on that. All right, so a lot going on. Uh, Texas baseball coming up. Craig Whale had more. Good win for them last night. You know, every win's a good win right now for the Longhorns. They played UT Arlington, really dominated the game. And, you know, there's just there's just, this situation with this Texas baseball team. At their best, they're really good. I really think that. I think when they're when they're playing well and they're getting good pitching and the pitching is attacking the strike zone, they're they're going to be a hard team to beat uh, come tournament time, whether it's a Big 12 tournament or bigger. But also they've been... Kind of a, a kind of a mess at times too, where they make it easy to beat them because they give a lot of walks and free passes and hit batters and you know you know the question becomes that was that a rough stretch through April April or is that something they've worked their way through? The reason I say it was a good win last night. Charlie Hurley, the big six eight right hander, went to the mound. He's been one of those guys who's been really good at times, but then when he loses his command and control, he becomes a problem. But he threw five solid innings last night. He didn't have any walks. Which is an important part for that. Uh, struck out two. Uh, he's not a power pitcher, even though he's six eighties. Tops out about you know high eighties into the low nineties occasionally. Gave up two earned runs, and then the bats were solid. Right, Dylan Campbell extended his hit streak to twenty seven. Uh, Porter Brown, who uh, graduated, got a graduate degree over the weekend. He three for four with a home run and a double, drove in a couple. Peyton Powell had a couple hits. So you know, Garrett Gilmet. I mean, they've got the offense. They can manufacture runs. They play really good defense, and. I think when they're when the pitching staff is on, you know, Lucas Gordon at the top, what we've seen from LeBaron Johnson Jr., Charlie Hurley, I mean they've they've got arms, they've got guys. It's just, just kinda of
1: okay I, in the middle. Yeah,
2: how reliable is it? And yes, they have trouble with the last six to nine outs of a baseball game. And I thought our conversation yesterday with Coach Ty Harrington was, was really on point and revealing for, for fans. You know, the final nine outs of a baseball game, that's the final three innings, seventh, eighth and ninth. That's winning time. And, you know, Ty, who managed for twenty-five years and played, you know, he, you know, in baseball, they refer to that as, uh, you know, closing time. And it's, it's just like the fourth quarter in a football game uh, or the fourth quarter in a basketball game. I mean, a lot. I mean, everything that happens leading up to it still counts, but it's when the game is decided almost always. And in baseball, you know, gosh, if you struggle in the final six to nine outs, you're not going to be a very good ball club. You can be good for the first third of the game or two-thirds of the game, and if you're not good in the back end, you're not very good. And that's he was talking about that in reference to Texas State. That the Bobcats are actually their winning percentage in in those final and their 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 plus minus percentage in those final three innings is what's putting them over the top and they're winning those games. If the Longhorns can figure that out here in the in the closing six games of the regular season into the Big 12 tournament, they're going to be all right. Uh, they really are, but it's a big if and it's a big what was would Rod Beep call it the Nicki Minaj size you know butt up there because uh, I think they have the personnel to be a good team in the tournament, but at the same time they also could. Could shoot themselves out right out of it, or shoot themselves in the foot and be right out of it. But I like their offense. I like the way they manage. I mean, and Jared Thomas, this is a guy to mention. He's a true freshman who we kind of raised some eyebrows when he was the starting first baseman when the season began, and uh, they've stuck with him. And now Jared Thomas, who's kind of figured out college baseball and college pitching, has become one of their best hitters. He's batting three 3- three twelve now, Buck. But Jared Thomas, for a large stretch, six weeks to two months of the season, was batting you know two hundred. So now that he's at 312, it tells you he's been batting about 400 the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He had another big night last night. Uh, he's playing a good brand of first base, and that's just added another bat to lengthen the lineup with Dylan Campbell and uh, Eric Kennedy and Porter Brown, uh, Garrett Gilmette and, and uh, Peyton Powell. So like the ball club, um, but it, it just depends on what pitching staff you're going to get on a night-by-night basis uh, if they're, what their staying power is, what their ceiling is. I still think that's yet to be determined for this Longhorn baseball team. It always does, but it'll come down to those arms, Buck, throwing strikes. And uh, remember Woody Williams the new pitching coach. He's had all season to work with these guys and hopefully work through some kinks and
1: and they're still working through them. Yeah,
2: they still are. And it's still a work in progress, but boy uh, Charlie Hurley last night would show you okay. That's what you need because look, even against a team like UT Arlington, and you, you got to go throw strikes and not give free passes and walk people and pitch ahead in the count, not just the walks. Texas baseball, you know, pitchers were were pitching behind in the count, which is a problem when you're, you know, you got to come in with a fastball in a in a 3-0 or 3-1 count. Um, that that tends to be a problem. So, uh, attack the strike zone early in the count, and uh, this is and you know let me also mention LeBaron Johnson Jr., the reigning Big Twelve pitcher of the week. If he can continue to to raise that level, man, watch out because with he and Lucas Gordon, if that's your Friday Saturday or when you get to a regional, you know your your first two starters, the Texas can be a handful. I man, because those two guys are legit. Lucas had a tough outing this past Friday night at Kansas, but you kind of feel like that's a one-off for him. He's been outstanding all year long, likely to be first-team All-Big 12 when the season wraps up. But six games to go for Texas, three out of conference this weekend, but you got to just continue to get better, and then those three, what could turn into to really, really big baseball games with West Virginia.
1: In your seating right, too.
2: Yep, and trying to climb their way up that RPI. And look, there are 33 wins right now. They have six left. I would tell you if they can win out here, which it's a big if to win 39 out. 39-40. Yeah, they be the 39 wins. Uh, and then, you know, they could get to the Big 12 tournament, win a game or two, get over 40 wins. They need RPI wins as well. And that's what that West Virginia series would provide them the opportunity with, um, you know, because right now West Virginia is sitting atop the Big 12 conference uh, with our, our number 12 in the RPI. They're not
1: great teams in the Big
2: 12 this year. No, no. And that's it. Like, there's a lot of parity in college baseball, too. That's, I mean, think about this, right? I mean, Oklahoma was in the College World Series last year at the very end, last two t- standing. They're not likely. To, I mean, they're not a very good ball club right now. Even though they swept the Longhorns, that still continues to be the the worst series of the year for Texas against Skip Johnson's team. You know, what was it? Texas a couple of years ago playing Mississippi State. I mean, they're not going to make the tournament. I mean, it's it, college baseball is the fact that that David Pierce to me has this team rebuilt with 19 or 20 new faces, a new coaching staff, and they're still in contention. That if they have a good final couple weeks here, they could could host. They still can. It's not. It's out. It's not, you know, what I'm putting, you know what's the percentage that they could host a four-team regional? It's still on the outside looking in, but they kick it here for, for the next two weeks? Maybe. Uh, either way, there'll, there'll be a two-seat on the road somewhere, and I think that's credited to Coach Pierce for kind of rebuilding this thing on the fly because they're rebuilding around some young players that are going to be here. And new coaches. And new coaches. Jared Thomas is going to be here. LBJ uh, is going to be here. Uh, you know, Lucas Gordon. I mean, this, there's a core here that you can grow with no matter how this season wraps up. And but we know the the fluidity of rosters in college athletics right now. It's No kidding. You never know. Speaking of that, we're going to hear from uh, Rodney Terry coming up. Uh, he and Steve Sarkeesian were down there in uh, San Antonio last night for the Texas Fight Tour. We'll hear some sound from them as they were getting the fans all Release fired Release the Kraken. Release him.
1: Mythical sea monster, that's what it is.
2: Our texter said three different girls, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday being the most expensive due to Cinco de Mayo.
1: Yeah, I'd like to know from the from the ladies what do they consider a, a good amount for a guy to spend on them on a date?
2: Depends on the woman. Not five hundred thousand. Well, I mean,
1: for <laughs> I don't know if you're married, could be a hundred and fifty. If you're not, if you're dating, I would say two fifty. Well, if
3: you're if you're if you not a bucks, y- y'all tell me how often are you going with just your wife to like a really nice steakhouse? Not very.
1: Probably yeah. every other month okay. or something like that. Not, not Steakhouse. I don't – we do – We go out to
2: eat quite a bit because we're we empty nesters.
1: To, well, yeah, and we go to favorite spots. I mean, we don't shy away. Right. I, I don't try a lot of new restaurants. I go to where I know the food is going to be good, the service is going
3: to be good. But you're not going down like Bob's or Perry's or or that? No, Chewets I'm not going to, that. Be, Yeah,
2: well, you're right. But, uh, you know, you're, anniversary, yeah. big event, big occasion – Yeah, I don't do surprise
1: anniversaries. I just ask her where would you like to go.
2: My girlfriend
3: expects one of those dinners like every week. No, (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. Do you realize we're both poor? Like we 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 can't make that happen
2: every week. That's why she's still your
1: girlfriend.
3: When she becomes your wife,
1: it won't be that. She'll be going. You'll be going to your regular kind of. I
2: I like that you uh, go out and buy some stuff for her and. You know, make nice dinners at the yeah, house. Yeah, no, that's I, a sharp thing. I like I like doing that. I love cooking. National. If I were allowed
1: to cook, I would do that. I just bring it home now.
2: Did you've been so neutered? You're not allowed to cook. You're not allowed to use the the washer and dryer. That's all right. You cook. I mean, you lived on your own for like seventeen years. I know. You're capable.
1: Oh, I was I was very good at that. But and I and I cooked for my wife before she became my wife, and now
2: she will not let you lose all, use all the new appliances.
1: No, no, because I'll jack them up. <laughs> There's certain things you can't put on the stove. I'll put any pan on the stove. You know, the certain things you just Got can't. Rules, well, man. You're,
3: you're cooking like lamb chops on the grill. Oh, yeah, I, that I, I didn't work. That was bad. If that I was her. I, I don't blame her, honestly. That was a
1: bad maneuver. You don't do that. You do that in the oven and you do all this preparation and stuff. I don't do a lot of prep stuff. I'm not good at prepping.
2: That's the key to good cooking, right? To get the prep ready and then, and then the cooking's easy if you do all the pre the prep.
3: Hey, best steakhouse in town, new Dean Steakhouse in the JW Marriott downtown. Okay, really? Well, good tip. Good Thank tip. You.
2: It nice. is National Shrimp Day. Speaking of Robert De Niro, it is National Shrimp Day. Um, we may play some Bubba Gump's coming up, but heck uh, yeah, man! You're a big shrimp guy. Love shrimp. I call Robert. Robert De Niro's not very tall, but he's still still delivering.
1: Well, he does deliver that mail, doesn't hey, he?
2: Robert, you're a wonderful actor. I love a lot of your movies, but you're 80 years old now. You know how to prevent that from happening, don't you? You kind of know at this point. Snip, snip. Yeah, something. 80.
1: Oh, man, he Pops. likes free flow.
2: It's like uh, Larry King. All right, we'll oh. be back. I remember Larry King was having kids when he was in his late 70s. Uh, memory serves. We'll hit the, hot, the uh, B&E facts of the day coming up. We'll hear from Sark and Rodney Terry as we're having some fun with you on a Wednesday, getting you up over the hump midweek with B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. BE with you. It is a uh, busy Wednesday. We'll get you up over that hump for sure. We've got a lot going on. How about some BE facts of the day? Nikola Jokic, Buck, second player in NBA history with 300 points, 100 rebounds, and 75 assists through his first 10 games of a postseason. One single postseason. That joins Oscar Robertson. The big O. 50 years ago. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, what a performance he's putting on here in this Nuggets series. It, you know that, that's all Jokic needs. Joker needs to play games into the the conference finals and the finals, right? To be playing on the biggest stages, he has not been had a team and a roster around him built to do that yet in Denver. This might be the one.
1: Oh, I think he'll get to the conference finals. Yeah, and then they've been
2: to one conference
3: final, right? With him. I think so. I think one. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of Portland.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they have. Devin Booker, meanwhile, in the losing effort last night, he's up to 359 points this postseason alone. That's 10 games. That's the most since Michael Jordan in 10 games in 1990. So Devin Booker putting on... They are
1: struggling because they don't have guard play because you know who is hurt again.
2: Well, it's one of those things in Phoenix It feels like... You know the trade for Kevin Durant. If you have an opportunity to get him, I think you go get him, even in his his age in his thirties, to pair him with Devin Booker. But you had to give up so much of your depth to make it happen. That might not be for. But this they weren't going to
1: get
3: there without doing that. They were playing better without Chris Paul, though. Kind of kind of sped up the offense, made them stop thinking as yeah, much.
2: Well, yeah. Look, when the season's over, they'll still have those two guys under contract, and you can build around those two because Chris Paul will move on. You can make some moves to build some depth and add some players to your roster. This might not be the team that gets to a championship and you know come back next year uh, with a fully healthy Kevin Durant and uh, and Devin Booker emerging as a as a superstar. There's still it's not like this is a one year window for the Phoenix Suns. This could be you know, they have, they're going to have more opportunities than just this. But it feels like this is Denver's year right now, and they're up three games to two, uh, which is pretty interesting. By the way, did you see that? Uh, Speaking of of a and fact of the day of local matters here in town, Buck, what's happening? So, down at the state house yesterday, the session, the legislators, they they got rid of a long-standing rule. Something about uh, nothing could be could restrict the view of the capital, from the forty acres or whatever. I, you, somebody will tell me what this this actual law was, but it, it really is set to where they can raise and build a larger video screen on the south end zone at dkr actually a larger digital board because apparently there was a state law that prohibited a height re- requirement
1: oh because you couldn't see the capital from back there yeah
2: that you could you had to be able to you couldn't be higher than the capitol. i think they've they've rescinded that there's our there's our leaders at work right there because of course what what else do we need because we
1: needed another video screen bigger
3: bigger it was getting outdated it was the biggest at one point.
2: Oh, when, the, when it was Godzilla-tron that came online. It was, it was louder, too. Oh, oh, man. Bigger and louder. But apparently it's getting bigger and better now. Uh, that's going to be the plan. They're going bigger. And I guess there's a plan to go with. I haven't heard of any, because the next big capital cap, cap improvement at Texas is the new indoor practice facility, right? Right. That they're going to build there south of the stadium. Uh, the bubble is outdated, but it, it's really the, I've been going to, I mean, the, they just redid the south end zone. Do they need another new board. That's all brand new. I've noticed it.
3: It's been lacking.
1: Oh, there you go, Ty.
3: Lacking in what? <laughs> yeah, you. Get, I mean, you end up watching from half, some of the seats in there. You end up watching that board in most of the game anyway. So yeah, might as well make it as nice as possible.
2: I almost prefer, well. It's like when you go to a game at Jerry Jones World, right? You end up watching the TV. Oh no, you're watching watch the, the game. game. Yeah. Because you look down and like, man, they're so small. Then you look up at the TV and they're, they're so large. Speaking of the NFL fact of the day, the NFL schedule will be released tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Buck, all the games. We'll get into that a little bit coming up because we already know who the opponents are going to be. We'll kind of run through how this could shake out for the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, and uh, some strength of schedule conversations. Also, as we mentioned, we'll get into this uh, uh, Big 12. Big 12, it's out. The uh, Las Vegas has set the number over under win totals for the entirety of the Big Twelve, the now fourteen team Big Twelve for one year. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. We'll pick it up on the other side. But Texas is uh, the highest win total in the Big Twelve, tied with one other team, which we will get you uh, coming. Those two
1: teams that should be in the finals.
2: That's your pick right now, right? Yes. You got Texas and Oklahoma. I'm I'm not as big a buyer on Oklahoma right now, just because I don't. I mean, they were six and seven a year ago, and they played zero defense and. Everything we heard from north of the Red River, coming out of Spring, is they still have some issues on their D line. Their pass rush might be good, but the guts of their defense and their offensive line maybe not up to snuff. But you know, we'll see. So, and there could be a little bit of a quarterback controversy in Norman. I think that's silly because they have Dylan Gabriel back as a veteran player. But you know, the fans—they all like this hotshot freshman, Jackson Arnold, five-star kid that you know he is the future of the position at uh, at Oklahoma. Uh, we'll see. It's uh, Brett Venables, year two, lot to prove for Oklahoma this year. Chris Kleiman just got that big contract at K-State. They won the Big 12 a year ago. He's locked in through 2030 with the Wildcats. They're in there with the Vegas numbers. We'll get to that coming up here on the other side. Also, Buck, I, uh, I know you saw this yesterday. We'll dive into this in part of our Coach's Corner, but uh, the daughter of the now late Lance Blanks wrote a uh, a wonderful essay. Oh, yeah. Terrible essay, but a wonderfully written essay at ESPN.com yesterday. And um, as I said to you on a text message, it's hard – Hard for me to imagine this soon, a daughter writing that. Uh, It was tremendously heartfelt, and we will read some from it and talk about it coming up. But in it, it confirms the cause of death for Lance Blanks, which takes it to an even sadder level. Yep. Uh, We'll talk about that coming up. So uh, it's a busy Wednesday. Glad you are with us, and we roll on into hour number two of four on 104.9, 101.9 a.m. 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.